come. Walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan while we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. Welcome, more folks, back inside the caravan. Tonight's episode is a creepy pasta edition. One of my favorite pastimes is reading scary stories, so I thought instead of interviewing or discussion, maybe I could share a couple stories. This first story is called Handprints. One day, a couple went out on a date. They wanted a little bit of privacy, so they drove to a mountain known to be a good spot for young couples. A few hours later, the sun began to set and they started to head home. Somehow, they made a wrong turn and found themselves on a road they were not familiar with. It was already late though, so they continued down the narrow road until they found themselves in front of a tunnel. They definitely had not passed through it on their way in, and it was definitely creepy, but it was the only way that they could go. They slowly drove inside. As soon as the darkness enveloped the car, something hit the rear window. Startled, the woman turned around to see what it was. As far as she could tell, they were completely alone in the tunnel. Her boyfriend sped up and attempted to get out of the tunnel faster. It sounded like dozens of things were hitting the car from all directions. The man pushed harder on the gas pedal. They both wanted to get somewhere with people as soon as possible. The tunnel ended after what seemed like an eternity and shortly thereafter they found their way to a small gas station. The two got out of their car and felt relief as they stood under the bright lights. They were getting ready to get back in the car when the woman noticed that there were handprints all over the windows. They were in all sizes. There was barely an inch of space on the glass that wasn't covered in handprints. Shaken, they asked the attendant to clean the windows for them. The two sat back down in the car and watched as the man quickly got to work on cleaning the windows. As he wiped and scrubbed, the two felt a cold fear creep up their spines. He continued scrubbing all the same. But when he finished all of the windows, he cocked his head to the side and walked up to the driver's side window and knocked lightly. I'm sorry, but these handprints are on the inside. The next story hits a little close to home, as I had a similar experience when I was in high school. Reddit user Peach Skylines was the occasional babysitter of a two-year-old boy. They had been warned that the boy would sometimes seem to hold conversations with his grandpa, who had passed away before the boy was born. Given that, they were prepared to expect a few creepy things during the evening, but this went above and beyond. That night, the boy pointed to an empty wall and simply said, Grandpa. He then gripped the chair he was sitting in and began to chatter his teeth uncontrollably. Understandably freaked out, Peach Skylines decided to put the boy to bed. On the way to his upstairs bedroom, 
they realized that the front door was for some reason unlocked. They locked it, jiggled the door to confirm that it had locked, then went upstairs to tuck the boy in. Twenty minutes later, once the kid was asleep, they went back downstairs and saw the front door was inexplicably unlocked again. They checked the house for an intruder, but found no one, and spent the rest of the night waiting on the edge of terror for their parents to arrive home. Needless to say, they thought twice before agreeing to sit for that family again. And here's a scary story that actually sent chills up my spine. It was a couple months ago and my friend's cousin, who happens to be a single mother, she bought a new smartphone. Of course, after work she came home and placed her phone on the counter and went to go watch some TV. Her son, who happened to be very young, came to her and asked if he could play with her new phone. She told him don't call anybody or text message anybody and of course he agreed. It was around 11.20 p.m. and she was getting kind of tired and drowsy so she decided to go to her son's room and tuck him into bed. She walked to his room and saw that he wasn't there. She ran over to her room to find him sleeping on her bed with the phone in his hand. Of course she was relieved and she picked her phone back up from his hand to inspect it. Of course browsing through it she noticed only some minor changes such as a new background wallpaper and banner etc. But then she opened up the saved pictures and she began deleting the pictures that he had taken until only one new picture had remained. When she first saw it she was in total disbelief. It happened to be her son sleeping on her bed but the picture was taken by somebody above him and it showed half of an elderly woman's face. The Rocking Horse One night when I was maybe 10 or 12, I had trouble falling asleep. My bedroom was the entire top floor of our house with my bed and such being on the left side and storage closets and play area being on the right. I was laying in bed when I heard a noise from the other side of the room and see a rocking horse begin to rock. It was sitting just outside one of the storage closet doors. It proceeded to rock its way halfway across the room and stopped dead under the ceiling light. At this point I was freaking out and I just buried my head under the blankets and never peeked out again until morning. It was all confirmed. It was not a dream, as the rocking horse was still in the middle of my room when I woke up. Furthermore, I got a stern reprimand from my parents for being up and out of bed playing with my toys well past my bedtime. Their bedroom was directly below the storage closet play area, and they heard the creaking of the rocking horse shuffling across the room. The Grandfather my grandfather told me this story about how one time he was sitting on a chair in front of the house when he heard his wife repeatedly calling him from inside the house. See, the thing is, my grandmother passed away a few years before that, but he told me that the voice was so pressing that he actually got up to look inside the house, and as soon as he got inside, he heard a loud crash behind him and turned around to see that the chair he had been sitting in moments ago had been crushed by a cast iron gutter that fell on it. 
If he hadn't come inside the house, he would have probably been seriously injured or killed. I don't know if it's paranormal or not, but every time I think about it, it sends chills down my spine. You see, sometimes pretending to be asleep really doesn't work. A young boy is sleeping in his bed on a usual night, and he hears footsteps outside his door and peeks out of his eyes to see what's happening. His door swings open quietly to reveal a murderer carrying the corpses of his parents. After silently propping them up on a chair, he writes something on the wall in the blood of the dead bodies. He then hides under the child's bed. What's in the basement? Mommy told me to never go into the basement, but I wanted to see what was making that noise. It kind of sounded like a puppy, and I wanted to see the puppy, so I opened the basement door and tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see a puppy, and then Mommy yanked me back out of the basement and yelled at me. Mommy had never yelled at me like that before, and it made me sad, and I cried. Then Mommy told me to never go into the basement again. She gave me a cookie. That made me feel a little better, so I didn't ask her why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy, or why he had no hands or feet. The Museum When she woke up, she found herself enclosed in a glass box, just big enough for her to stand in. The box was in the center of a studio, with twenty or so spectators meandering around the room, looking into other various glass boxes containing other human beings. She cupped her hands against the glass and stuck her face against them and squinted to view a human inside the glass box not far from her, and he hung there, naked from a rope, attached to the top of the box. He was blatantly dead. She looked down and saw a small sign on the bottom of the box that read, Death by Lynching. Such a magnificent art piece, she heard a spectator viewing the box say. She looked around the room and other various glass boxes containing humans. One was overrun with rats gnawing flesh. One cadaver floated in water. And one was hard to spot from the gas that filled the box. The panic finally sank in, and she began to bang on her glass box, but only one guest just looked and turned away uninterested. She stopped banging when a spectator walked up to the box and stared at her, the way a tourist stares at the Mona Lisa. The spectator looked down at the sign attached to her glass box, and she overheard them say, Hmm, death by starvation. Just stare, let you move on death. It lay there quarantined underneath your last breath. Hold your tongue, still I've gone. The beast that follows is close, but we'll move on. Always up ahead Oh, 
midst of peril and impending doom Will you fight or run and hide When the storm winds blow Will you have the strength to turn the tide Snake eyes always on my Snake eyes, better catch a spark.